Welcome to Disney Planning Insights. This is a replay of our DPI News and Notes show that we do every Tuesday over on Facebook. To see my smiling face, find us on Facebook at DPI Podcast or on YouTube at the Disney Planning Insights Podcast. Now enjoy this episode after a short ad from our friends at Anchor. Hi, I'm Matt. Welcome to Disney Planning Insights. Through creative content and live shows, we explain the hidden details of the Disney experience so that our clients can execute memorable adventures. Together with Princesses and the Mouse Disney Travel, we have helped hundreds of clients plan, book, and prepare for magical Disney vacations. Let our experience help you avoid common planning mistakes and maximize the enjoyment on your next Disney trip. Hey, what's going on? It is Matt with the DPI Podcast. Uh, big show tonight. We've got Peter with Princesses and the Mouse Disney Travel. We are doing um, a new segment. We have a top three segment, and we'll see about a client question or something like that we might actually use something that we're doing as a client question so we'll see once we get to that point what it looks like but uh thanks for joining us today february the 7th 2023 we've got a lot going on around the park so let's go ahead and jump into it with peter from princesses in the mouse disney travel salvadori uh, yeah that was close mr salvadori how are we doing tonight <laughs> Uh, good. Yeah. I mean, come on. I, with an intro like that, how could you be doing any better? Um. Yeah. So, uh, anything big going on with the family this week? Uh, no, which is very exciting because in a couple weeks we go into championship season, so... Uh, is uh, the calm before the storm as it as it is? Yeah, no, I completely understand. Completely understand. Well, let's go ahead and let's get into the news. First thing, did you watch last last week's episode to see what I was doing to you? Oh no, I didn't. I completely forgot about that by the time we ended. Yeah, you will definitely have to check that out because it is funny and um, it gives us room to have a bunch of new ideas as well um, as part of of that because basically I can do repeatable sounders now. So, and since I've got a soundboard here in front of me, I can I can kind of do whatever I want now. So it's it's a lot of fun. Um, so big news, cast preview started for Tron and. Really, the news that came out is, A, the ride is short. We should have all known that. It's a it's a clone of Shanghai. It's 90 seconds long. And B, um, the ride restraints do not accommodate Americans for some reason. Uh, because, you know, it was designed for the Chinese. And it's the same ride vehicle. So, 
a lot of people were having problems getting properly fit into the ride. Um, they do have some larger cars um, at the end of each train. But kind of go through how do you make sure that this doesn't happen and what, what happens if it does happen to you? Yeah, like you said, the... A lot of, right, so just in general, shorter and more petite, just as kind of a blanket statement. And then everybody would be like, what are you talking about? Yao Ming. Okay, yeah, that was that one guy. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so just in general, the ride vehicles are, like you kind of mentioned, they're an exact clone. Pretty much the entire ride, outside of a few architectural details, is pretty much a clone of what's over in Shanghai. And um, as a result, the average park goer to Disney World is slightly larger than the average park goer to Shanghai. And so um, there have been some issues with, and when you hear that, you go, well, you know, immediately people go, oh, well, you know, that's a plus size individual. Well, no, it's also height. It's, it's height issues they're running into as well, that individuals over about 6'4", six, 6'5", six, are having difficulty kind of tucking their legs in a way that gets them to fit into this vehicle. If, you, if you've ever been on Flight of Passage, the best thing or, or the most similar experience I can explain to you on this Tron vehicle is very similar to that, but instead of in Flight of Passage, once you get your legs tucked, you kind of sit upright. In this, you have to really like punch over for the back support to come and kind of lock you in from the back. And so, um, all we can say, I mean, outside of postponing the opening, I can't imagine they'll do that. Uh, outside of like completely going to a redesign on the ride vehicle, can't imagine they'll do that. If you don't fit, you are just going to have to go into kind of like a side queue for those. Uh, there's a couple of back rows, but it's not even on every train. It's uh, on like two of the four or whatever it is trains have the two back rows that are more accommodating that have a much larger restraint. Uh, what I would recommend you do outside of the front, there are tester seats and there is a standard tester seat and a larger tester seat. I would, if you're worried about either your height or your um, measurements, making it so that you won't be able to fit onto a standard seat, I recommend before you even get in line to go try out those tester seats. And that way, when you get up there, if you do know that you'll have to go for the more accommodating seat, that you get up to that ride platform and immediately say, I tried the seats out front, I know I'm gonna need the accommodating seat so that it expedites that whole process for you and your party. Because if you imagine like you try to get on, you don't fit, so they pull you. Well, now they also have to pull your party, which slows down the load process. Um, or they pull you and your party goes without you, which you don't want and Disney doesn't want as well. Yeah. So um, knowing and being prepared is the best way that a guest can eliminate or negate as much negativity and issue with this as possible for all people involved yourself and cast members included yeah so I, another thing that i saw was larger calves 
we're having an issue because one of the restraints comes out like in behind that knee crease mm -hmm. and they were having problems clearing people that had some larger calves so another thing there. And and remember that they are running seven trains right now. So you're going to have 14 of those accommodating seats in a rotation. So it, it is, yeah, it's it's kind of a pain in the ass. But if, if you are prepared when you get up to the load station, it's going to make the whole process a lot smoother. So, you know, bite the bullet, do the test seat, and then understand when you get up into the, into the load station where you need to go. Um, so moving on, we've got Garden Rocks coming back to Epcot this year. Uh, lots of good uh, musical acts coming. Uh, you got Blue Oyster Cult, Smash Mouth Berlin, The Pointer Sisters, Starship, Switchfoot, Cool and the Gang, Herman's Hermits, uh, ELO, Rick Springfield, The Plain White Tea, Simple Plan, uh, lots of good, good artists. Um, as I see Simple Plan, I'm like, how do I get down there in June? Because I love Simple Plan. It, it's a great show. So where is Garden Rocks at? And, and what what do they do with this to get preferred seating and that kind of stuff? Well, Gar so as with all concerts, it's going to happen back in the American Pavilion at that stage there. Um, and then in terms of preferred seating... What you can do when you're booking dining, especially if you know that there is a band that you want to see, several restaurants offer Garden Rocks dining packages, Coral Reef, and um, uh, the, the Rosen Crown Pub are just two that quickly come to mind, but Garden Grill does as well, and um, some others. But regardless, basically what you can do when you get into your dining or your travel agent can do is when you're searching for it, it'll show up as its own separate thing. So don't go to Coral Reef or Garden Grill or Rosen Crown, go to the Rocks Dining Package, and then yeah. once you're in that dining package, then it will show you the restaurants and their available times where you can book a reservation for the restaurant and also get preferred seating where you'll go to a different side of the amphitheater you'll go in first before the general weight queue and get some of those better seats those more centralized seats those more forward rows and when you book it will also show you your garden rocks dining as well as your concert time so you, know, you can make sure um, the system's pretty intuitive so it won't like give you a four o'clock reservation with a four thirty concert. It'll give you like the four o'clock reservation with the six thirty concert. Um, so on and so forth. The biggest yeah. tip there though, is what I just said. Don't book the restaurant, find garden rocks. If you're interested in getting that preferred seating and then book the restaurant through that menu. Correct. Correct. So good tips there. Um, definitely want to check that out. If you're a fan of any of those bands, um, there's a lot more basically it's every weekend through flower and garden so go to the disney parks blog they've got a full list of all the all the artists that will be there you can also find it on our twitter page at dpi in or at disney insights over on twitter wow i am out of it today um good news on the disney hotel front housekeeping will be back in full force by the end of the month for all resorts um, 
this is kind of something that went away with COVID. Then it was like, hey, if you want housekeeping, just let us know. And then it was like, we'll do it every other day. And now they're bringing it back to every night. Um, good. I, I, I like this. I mean, it, part of a Disney vacation is kind of the vacation part. Having, you know, somebody else clean up for you and make your bed and that kind of stuff. So... Um, I'm glad it's coming back. It's, it's just a good sign in the right direction. You know, we've been talking about, you know, when do, you know, the dining plans come back and that kind of stuff. All these things have to get in place and it's all staffing right now. So good things there. Um, I want to spend a little bit of time on this Reedy Creek thing. Um, so Ron DeSantis, yeah. the governor of Florida... Back when Disney did some political stuff, um, said, hey, we're going to dissolve Reedy Creek. And basically, Reedy Creek is the special district that lets the taxpayers within the district fund the fire department for um, the parks, the, the ambulance service for the parks, some of the utility services for the parks. And it was all kind of its own self-contained little city. <laughs> Um, because of the special district. And, and DeSantis was like, hey, we're going to blow it up. So the Florida legislature um, actually entered a bill into the floor uh, today. And basically all it does is rename it and give term limits to the board members. And that's it. <laughs> um, but, you know, what are your thoughts on... I, I guess let's start on the Reedy Creek district as a whole, and then kind of this whole little back and forth between DeSantis and Disney. Yeah, it's really, I, I don't know. I, I try to stay away from political conversations and topics, but the whole idea that, because it is, we kind of talked about this before. Disney is sort of like its own little city, similar in many ways to like the Vatican city is in comparison to to Italy and Rome and in similar ways to what Washington DC is in comparison to Maryland and like Disney sort of has now their Florida residents and Florida taxpayers and things like that. But they sort of had like autonomy when it came to developing land and getting permits and creating structure construction orders and all of these various things that if you were anywhere else in the greater Florida area, there would be zoning things that you would have to go through, whereas Disney got to kind of decide their own zoning limits, whereas you would have to put these architectural requests in to large construction committees and boards in the government. Disney sort of was able to just sort of like work their way around all of that red tape. Um, so it was already kind of interesting that Disney sort of had this, I don't know, governmental tax-based workaround um, in comparison to other places like SeaWorld and Universal and all of those types of things. So just from the standpoint of it was probably an, anti an antiquated agreement that probably needed looking into at some point. Of course, Chapik stirred the pot by going very, very aggressively at arguably one of the more willing to take you head on governors in all of the 50 states of the United States yeah. of America. And so, um, now granted, after stepping back in, Iger's tried to dial this down a little bit. That's one of the first things that 
he did was start to have some of those conversations. And so I do think because right, DeSantis, this all started DeSantis created like a special committee to overview the the ins and outs of the Reedy Creek agreement and to create this bill and create this resolution to be brought forth. I truly think that if Chapik were still in charge, the resolution being brought to the Florida House today would have been vastly different than the yes. one that ultimately did get brought to the House. It's, it's almost, I, I think Iger and maybe DeMauro and whoever else the powers that be maybe did a little bit of um, damage control. Yeah, and politicking yes. and things along those lines. Because the resolution brought today is not at all what it felt like the blood that DeSantis was out for, what, about a year ago-ish yeah. is when it all started. So, uh, yeah. So with, it's very interesting. Um, it strips away a little bit of the power, but not really much. It just... It just causes more governmental oversight, ultimately, over what Reedy Creek has been and will be able to do. Yeah, and, and basically, like I said, that it has a name change, and it's going to be the Orlando Tourism District or something. So Central Florida Tourism Oversight District. Okay, right. Again, I think it's a big nothing burger um, so that nobody loses face. It is really what it is. Um, we're getting down to the end, so a couple of things rapid fire here. Uh, the Hyperion Theater, <laughs> the Hyperion Theater over at Disneyland is getting a new show. Um, it's either going to be Rogers the Musical or a Hercules show. They haven't announced yet, but um, that is what it's pointing to. Uh, rumor: Pico's Bill, Tall Tale Inn Cafe to be redeemed at Magic Kingdom. We hit on this a couple of weeks ago. It only makes sense that. Tiana gets a restaurant somewhere over there to increase that presence. Uh, Pico's Bill's the, the easiest solution over there. Um, earnings call coming up this week. Be ready for cost-cutting measures and possibly layoffs, hiring freezes, that kind of stuff coming from Disney. Disney Tomorrow, lost a, Yeah, Disney lost a ton of money on the streaming side. They need to figure out a way to... Um, make that up a little bit and i think that's it anything but mandalorian anything but mandalorian yes yeah. march you know 1st we've been waiting three damn years for that yeah you know and to be honest i want more obi-wan as well yeah i i liked i liked obi-wan uh last thing I, I i knew there was one more thing three really unique characters popped up at hollywood studios and they're going to be mainstays um Powerline Max, Edna Mode, and Frozone um, all jumped in uh, Hollywood Studios last week, and they've been around all week, so this is going to be one of those things. And it totally makes sense, because those characters were part of the cavalcade, and so why wouldn't you continue to use the costumes more regularly yeah. as the cavalcade becomes less and less frequent over the, over the months? So... I need, I didn't realize all of these. I need to go down March 12th. I need to go down <laughs> on... The Garden uh, Rock stuff? Yeah, man. Yeah. I need to go down May 28th. I need to just stay through June 5th. Oh, my goodness. Some of these bands down here. And what should I get? 
Yeah, it's a, it's a good lineup. It's a really good lineup. Definitely go over to our Twitter page, at Disney Insights. Check out that uh, repost from Disney Parks blog. Yeah. Hey. March 12th is Smash Mouth. I cannot imagine a more perfect experience in my life than hearing how I am an all-star while drinking in America. In <laughs> it's the Disney experience. I mean. Oh, my God. That would be a chance. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You know what time it is, right? Yeah. I'm ready to write down my. I don't have anything to write. You don't have anything. Any... <laughs> okay. It's top three time. Let's go business trip that is my all-time favorite intro welcome to top three from the dpi podcast i'm matt that's peter over across from me he's that way i guess uh there i, I actually get to point like right at your screen it makes it easy um so what top three is, is I have a group of 25 topics, 25 corresponding poker chips. I'm going to pull one out. We're going to match it up and we are going to have 20 seconds to figure out what our top three for that topic is. Um, if you have any ideas, definitely let us know over at the website, patmdisneytravel.wixsite.com forward slash planning. And up in the top corner, there'll be a little box that you can put your um, suggestion in and you can also request trip information while you're there so it's, it's it's great to do and then if you don't you know agree with our picks how dare you um put your answers down in the comments let us know um we love to have that interaction so tonight we have chip number three so let me go over here to our handy dandy coordinator sit down in a thinking chair and think hey hey this is a this is a good one we talked about dining plans coming back let's do our top three character meals i got dibs on my number one and you better not take it i'm, I'm using it as my number no i i won't i won't you have 20 seconds here we go planning your first trip and getting overwhelmed by all the details Planning your next trip and just want some new suggestions on things you haven't tried? Contact me at Princess of the Mouse Travel, and I'd love to work with you planning your next trip to the most magical place on Earth. You can contact Princesses in the Mouse Disney Travel on Facebook at P-A-T-M Disney Travel. All right, we're back. It is top three, and it is our top three character meals. And I'm going to go ahead and start. Um, we've got some great ones Uh picked up but i'm gonna go with a classic for number three and i'm gonna go over to the contemporary and do chef mickey's i mean I, it's one of those things that if you've never done disney before and you've got small kids it's almost a must do for any family just to get that experience to be in the contemporary to ride the monorail over there to experience chef mickey's which is just kind of in the middle of the contemporary it's a great atmosphere you get mickey you get minnie you get Don, or you get Goofy, you get Donald. Um, yeah, Pluto. Or Pluto, yeah. And uh, great, great atmosphere. They've got their their songs, their celebration song. Um, it's a buffet, so a mediocre to above mediocre food. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, I, I'm just going to be completely honest. In the spectrum of Disney food, a lot of these character buffets are going to be roughly the same. Um, but you do get, you can do a breakfast buffet, you can do a dinner, uh, lunch and dinner buffets there. And they do reservations basically from like 7 o'clock in the morning until almost 10 o'clock at night. So, long day at the park, go, do Chef Mickey's at the end of your day. Um, really cool way to end your day. But um, my number three over at the Contemporary, Chef Mickey's. Peter, what's your number three? Just so you know, as I was thinking about character meals, I thought of Chef Mickey, but then I went, no, nah, Matt will put that in his gear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so let's see. For my number three, I am going to go over to Animal Kingdom. And over in Animal Kingdom, at Tusker House, you will find some, some of the similar characters to what Matt just said, except now it's Donald Safari. So in addition to Donald, he'll, of course, invite his pal Mickey and Goofy and Pluto. But now... Daisy's going to be there in place of Minnie because it is Donald Safari. The reason why I love this is, first of all, it has breakfast. It's one of the few places in Animal Kingdom where you can sit down and have a breakfast. So that's great. Um, on top of that, once you get through breakfast, the, the menu switches to African-inspired. Now, you're still going to have all those favorite kitty items, the mac and cheeses, corn dogs, chicken fingers, that type of stuff. But then on the adult side of things, very, very delicious, authentic African cuisine flavors. And so one of the things that I like to see out of my character meals is a dining experience in addition to the character meat yeah. And so I really love that about Tusker House. And on top of that, the, the characters are just unique because they're all in their safari gear. So they're all wearing their, you know, forest green vests and their safari hats and got their binoculars hanging around. And so I also really enjoy that. Matt went with kind of the other thing, like all of them are running around in chef clothes because you're to believe that the Fab Five are your cooks for the evening yep. over at Contemporary. Well, over here, we're getting ready to go on a safari. It themes really, really well if you're about to head off and do the safari ride if you kind of bundle tusker house around that just kind of makes a, a really nice uh um really immersive experience for you if you head over to tusker house yeah and uh even on the breakfast side they have the uh chicken curry which is mm -hmm. a good strong african flavor um dish there as well so even in even with the breakfast you get a little bit of that flavor as well so let's go <coughs> ahead and let's get to our number two choices all right, so my number two, um, I'm trying, I'm trying to juggle a few things here, um, and, and Shannon put hers up, but for my number two, I'm gonna go over to Ohana and do the Ohana breakfast. <laughs> you stole Tusker House from me. I don't know that we've ever done a trip where we haven't done Tusker House. So um, Ohana does a character breakfast. It has Mickey. It has Stitch. It has. Pluto, um, it, it's, it's just, what's that? Some random other people. <laughs> yeah, um, but just just a really good, but the star, the star of this character meal is the food. It is a family style breakfast. Um, great, great family style breakfast. You get your eggs, you get your meat, you get um, the monkey bread. You get um, the Pog juice, which is your that special juice that you can get there in a Tusker house. Uh, it just, 
really cool atmosphere great place to start your day um, if you're going to the magic kingdom or if you're going to epcot so really really cool character breakfast there um ohana's i think it's the lilo and stitch no i think it's just the ohana character breakfast honestly <laughs> Uh, no, I don't think it mentioned stitching it at all. Yeah, Stitch normally uh, just meets you in the lobby as you're getting ready to check in. What's that? I said Stitch normally just meets you in the lobby as you're getting ready to check in. Pluto does. Stitch is in the restaurant. Oh, Pluto's yeah. slumming out in the lobby. Yep, Pluto's slumming out in the lobby. Peter, what's your number two? Well, we did. Stitch was waiting for us. Huh? Anyway. Uh, yeah, I was going to go to that one. I thought about going to that one in number three because I was going to say, well, staying on the monorail loop. Uh, <laughs> I'm also a really, really big fan of that. <clears throat> but I'm going to go ahead and then jump over to another park. And the park I'm going to jump to is Epcot. And so you could go a couple of ways with character meals here at Epcot. But the one that I'm going to go with as something that I really enjoy is Akershush. Um, shush is, did I just take your number one? No, 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 oh, you're good, you're good. Okay, yeah, so there's Garden Grill and there's Akershush, and Garden Grill has unique things, but Akershush is my favorite character meal over at Epcot. And the reason for that is kind of the same reasons why I really like Tusker House, is you get to go in and you get to meet the princesses. It's one of only a couple handful of character meals where you get to meet princesses, and What's wonderful about this place is, again, you get an authentic, unique culinary experience. It's not just arbitrary things off of a menu. It's very, very Norway, Sweden, that type of Scandinavian culture food. It, it's got a wonderful salad bar, especially if you are um, a lover of those cuisines. The cheeses and the meats that are on that that like appetizer salad bar area are fantastic and delicious and kind of uh, normalized to that Scandinavian culture. And then the food is just fantastic. The meatballs and the, the steaks that are there and the, oh my gosh, I just, I am so excited that Akershush is back because it has been gone for so long and you better believe April 4th, I am coming for you, Akershush. I am coming for you. I am so excited to see you again. <laughs> I cannot wait to sit down in Akershush and just dive into some gravy and some meatballs and some, oh, yes. So, <laughs> and uh, it, it, obviously in the Norway Pavilion, by my alluding to it, just outside of the Frozen Ride, which is just, again, kind of awesome. You can Frozen Ride, you can meet on an Elsa, then you can jump in there. Meet Ariel, Belle, a lot of times Snow White, Cinderella, Jasmine. You kind of never know who's going to pop up in there. Yeah. And for for your pickier eaters, if you if the, the Norwegian fare scares you, you can do a breakfast there. And the breakfast is family style, very traditional American breakfast. Bacon, eggs, toast, bread, that kind of stuff. That's not back yet. But yeah, but but it, but it but it will come back. Eventually. And it's, it, it, it's, it's awesome. So. Uh, be on the lookout for that as well. So let's get into our number one choices. <laughs> and we could both do the same one for our number one, but I'm going to let you keep it. 
I got another number one. Yeah, I've got Ooh. I've got three that I can uh, <laughs> that I can go to here. Three number ones. They were supposed to be number one, two, and three. I know, I know, I know. So uh, <laughs> my number three or my number one is going to be uh, Tutorial Forno and the yeah, Adventure that Breakfast. Backup. That was, was my that? backup. That was my backup. <laughs> <laughs> It is just a fantastic. So they only do it at breakfast. Great breakfast, great value, very unique character set. You get Rapunzel and Flynn Rider. You get Ariel and Prince Eric. Now, granted, at time of taping on February 7th of 2023, it is not back yet. But it will come back, and it will be glorious when it comes back. <laughs> because it is one of our favorite breakfasts around the park. If we had a favorite breakfast... This would be on our list as well because it is such a good breakfast as well. Um, I, I love getting the Italian omelet with the gravy. It's fantastic. Um, the Chip pile of yeah, the pile of pancakes. They're these big, fluffy, thick pancakes that make a tower of pancakes. And just really, really, really good food. <laughs> great characters and um that is why uh tutorial forno is my number one peter before you get to your number one where can people find you well matt previously mentioned the wix site so obviously you can head over there and uh put in our little vacation planning request form um but obviously uh if you just find me on facebook and send me a messenger we can kind of expedite the process immediately start uh, touching base with one another and getting things figured out. Uh, when you first reach out, I'll just ask to just kind of set up a chat, take about 30, 45 minutes, get an idea of who you are, what you're trying to accomplish, and a little bit about your traveling party. Um, and then from there, it's it really is smooth sailing. I don't know if a, a lot of people kind of get, it's very easy to get overwhelmed by Disney World, but when you incorporate a travel planner, it really, really does become smooth sailing. Everything, I've planned so many vacations that I just have sort of a system. And to you, you'll sit here thinking, oh my gosh, I feel like we're not getting ready. But to me, I'm sitting here going, here's our deadline, here's our conversation, here's our deadline. You're gonna go, you're gonna be fully prepared. And it's gonna be a really, really stress-free situation to the best of my ability. So um, Facebook's the best place to find me. Just type in Princess in the Mouse Travel. You'll find me right there standing in front of Everest. And uh, we'd love to work with you on your vacation this year. Uh, 2024 is not open yet, but I'm willing to start having those conversations if you want as well. So happy to talk to you about it. All right. So what is your number one? And this, this isn't a huge surprise because, again, I think if we did a top breakfast, this would be your number one breakfast as well. Probably. I agree. Uh, and I, I'm glad you brought up Trattoria El Forno. I am going to be, I love those characters, but I'm going to be kind of sad when they come back because right now, Trattoria El Forno, you get the exact same menu items that Matt was talking about. It's at like half like the price. Third of the price. <laughs> it is, I still go to Trattoria El Forno every trip. And I just, I have I have one in, in March, um, early April, that I can't wait to go sit down and have the delicious food. Um, so anyway, my number one, yep, no surprise, not even a little bit. Uh, my number one is one of the hardest breakfasts to get on property right now. You will be lucky if you're staying for a five or six night stay to get it on one of your last couple of days 
at 60 Days Out, and that is Topolino's Terrace. And where this is located is at the Riviera. And so if you are a fan of this show and you follow us, you know that that is where I DVC at. It is on the Skyliner. My two favorite parks are Hollywood and Epcot. So the fact that I can Skyliner from my resort to the main two parks that my family spends time in and at this resort on the top floor of the side building is Topolino's. Now be careful because if you go and just go in the very first door off the Skyliner and take the elevator, you will not find Topolino's. You gotta go to the far side of the building and go up to the top floor. You'll find Topolino's. Here's what makes this place amazing. The characters are unique. You've got Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Daisy, but they're in, um, they are in Italian Rivi, or sorry, French Riviera inspired costumes, like Renaissance style. You got a painter, you got a sculptor, you got a writer, you got a ballerina. So you've got all these like artistic nods. The food is fantastic. Some of the greatest breakfast food that I've had on property has come out of that kitchen. And even though it's a menu thing, it's still all you can eat. That's kind of a pro tip sounder. Uh, <laughs> even when you sit down for a character meal that is menued, it is still an all you care to eat. It is a fixed price. And, and this goes for all fixed price places. If you are ever paying a fixed price at Disney, it is an all you care to enjoy meal. You are like, I have eaten at Hollywood and Vine and gotten three different things off the menu before because I just wanted to try them all because it was a relatively new menu they pushed out. Uh, but anyway, back to Topolino's. Fantastic food, fantastic experience, wonderful. It's just vibrant and lively. The song that they sing is just so fun because it's um, it's a play off of the same melody for the song is like a golden yellow cherry. And so <laughs> the, the whole song is just very upbeat and lively and everybody's clapping and having a great time. Um, and then you can look out on the balcony and you can see Tower of Terror in the distance, especially on a hazy morning. It's just beautiful and so picturesque being up that high, enjoying your meal. Uh, it is a wonderful, wonderful character experience. And the cat is out of the bag because as I said, it is a hard one to book. So that is where the expertise of a travel planner if you think, oh, yeah, on our second day there, we're going to go to Topolino's, I will go, <laughs> no, you will not. So um, Topolino's, I think, hands down the best character meal. And it's crazy the list that we went through. And we didn't even bring in, like, the most iconic one. Yeah, we didn't touch Royal Table. We didn't touch yeah. uh, Crystal Palace. We didn't yeah. touch 1900 Park Fair. Oh, I mean, there, there's a lot of good Did characters. Shannon have one that we didn't have? What's that? Did Shannon have one that wasn't on our six? No, no, no. Uh, her number three was Toria, number two, Ohana, number one, Tusker House. Like I said, our family's such a fan of Tusker House. Um, it's was just, that going to be your number one? Yeah, it probably would have been. Oh, my goodness. I <laughs> stole your one at number three? <laughs> but like I said, you know... That's that's one of the one of the huge advantages of the dining plan when those are available is most of your character meals are single credit items. So for the same price as, you know, sitting down at a Mama Melrose, you could do 
a Trattoriale Forno or a Tusker house or something like that and get that character experience as well um, for the family. So, you know, it just, it makes a lot of sense for families when they're doing that dining plan to load up on some of those character meals because A, they're usually buffets or all you care to eat, family styles, something like that to where you're going to get a lot of food and that could be your one credit for the day that you use. And, and B, you get the characters. So if you want to sit down and just knock out four or five characters to get pictures with and to get signatures and all that kind of stuff, it's a great way to do it. So, you know, again, character meals, awesome. Uh, I, I'm always going to be a big fan of them. And, you know, even in the planning stages, I'm always going to push character meals because there are a lot of good character meals that offer some value as well. So, um Great top three, Peter. Um, again, if you want to tell us why we're wrong, let us know in the comments. Put it in the chat. Um, let us know in um, the podcast on the rebroadcast. Let us let us know what your thoughts on character meals are. Um, with that, another top three show is over. And we're going to go to a client question. So here we go. Do you have questions concerning planning a Disney trip? Ask them live on the show or submit them on our website at patmdisneytravel.wixsite.com forward slash planning. So uh, uh, in this week's client question, I'm going to kind of go with um, a, a request. What is your favorite character meal? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Uh, a request we got over overnight last night, and, and I think this is um, pretty a pretty good topic. Is you know um, who can stay at Shades of Green? Uh, wow, so, that's a good so, question. Yeah, so we we had a veteran reach out to us. Uh, him and his family want to go to world and the first thing that i thought of was you know what's the availability at shades of green um i've got family it's it's my wife's family that is um retired military they stay at shades every trip that we go down so what is actually the requirements for somebody to stay at shades of green this is a really great question and it's funny because um i have a little bit of experience i'm pulling up just so i don't miss any so give me just one moment because I am pulling it up here. Um, I actually, through no fault of my own, it just sort of happened. Um, my wife was friends with like someone she graduated from high school and her husband is active military. And so I've actually planned several stays for individuals who are eligible for Shades of Green. So. I'm gonna go through the list because I didn't want to make sure I I wanted to make sure I didn't exclude anybody. So I'm just gonna kind of go through the list and then we can see how we kind of fit in there. So active duty, so active duty and reserve for National Guard, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Space Force, Coast Guard, and Armed Forces Academies. So if you have a cadet at West Point, or if you have a cadet at the Naval Academy, you are able to book at Shades of Green immediately while you are still in Academy. That is a little known, um, that's a little known thing. If you are also 
and the NOAA Corps, which is the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. If you are in that core, um, as well as Public Health Service, if you are in those governmental realms and you work for the government in the National Health Service, you're able to go there. Then from there, we have a lot of like former, okay? So we have uh, veterans that exited the military in with an honorable discharge, um, anybody in there that are retirees. You have um, individuals like spouses who are uh, surviving spouses of former active military members. Um, disabled veterans are able to go and they get kind of like a better discount on it to acknowledge them for their service to the country. Um, individuals who are in the Department of Defense are able to go in many different situations. Um, so basically what I can tell you to kind of sum that all up is if you are about to serve, currently serving, have served, or a loved one passed away while honorably serving our country, which thank you so much for your loved one and their sacrifice, I will say that right now because I am a massive supporter of our military services. Um, they do things that many of us couldn't even fathom what they do to keep us safe and protected. And so pretty much if you fit into any of those categories and you are interested in a shade of green stay, the worst thing that you can do is ask, right? Like ask to see if you can. And on top of shades of green, because shades of green is a fantastic fantastic thing available to our armed forces currently and previously serving. Um, the active or former member does need to be actively on the reservation. So you can't just like, you can't just book like your cousin. Now you could, if you're the active duty member, you could book your spouse and family. Let's say you're busy, maybe you're serving a tour even. Your spouse and family, if you're about to like go on duty and you want to do something special for your family, you can 100% hook your spouse and kids to go to ease the what is absolutely the mental anguish of your deployment. Um, all of that totally fits in to Shades of Green. And so Shades of Green is kind of just off of Polynesian. It kind of shares the same actual entryway as the Magnolia and Palm and Oak Trail golf courses is where Shades of Green is located. So it's relatively conveniently located to Ma uh, Magic Kingdom. It runs buses constantly the same way as the rest of Disney transportation runs buses. So you don't have to like book. It, it doesn't work like a good neighbor hotel. It is a separate but very, very full Disney experience. And then on top of that, if Shades of Green doesn't have availability or you want to be maybe more immersed in the Disney atmosphere, I can tell you that almost always there are secret, not secret, but not publicized. So they're not, they're secret in the sense that they're not well publicized. There are almost always discounts for military members and their mm -hmm. spouses uh, just in Disney hotels. And the way to access those is by getting with a travel agent and having them call on your behalf or um, going and and calling them yourself to discuss with them your your military discount. There is one kind of sticky, interesting thing about military 
staying at Shades of Green or using a military discount. This is kind of interesting. You do, if you are active, you do have to purchase the ticket and the purchase and the ticket can be purchased at three and five day increments. You do have to purchase it from your base command. It's, it's very, oh, very, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because the, the ticket is also military discounted, but you like Disney can't sell you that ticket. I can't sell you that ticket. You have to buy it from your base post. Um, if you are active in any way. So whether you are active um, and stationed or active and your spouse is stationed or whatever else, uh, if you have access wherever you are commissioned out of, whatever your base is, you have to buy the tickets from base post, which is kind of a subtle nuance. Again, this person happened to ask somebody who has booked several of these vacations. So <laughs> I, I can give you quite a bit of information. I sort yeah. of like, became the unofficial Fort Bragg Disney booker for several years. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, yeah, that's the, the ins and outs of Shades of Green and also Disney's approach towards honoring our serving members and their families. So thank you so much for your question. And again, anybody watching this segment, thank you so much for everything that you do for our country. Cannot, cannot express my appreciation enough to you. Exactly. Thank you, everybody, for your service. That if you've served, have served, are serving, um, going to serve, thinking about serving. You know, uh, we we appreciate everything that you do for our country. So thank you very much. I'm sitting safe in my house on a Tuesday night, making a podcast about Disney, entirely because of you. Yep. Like it's that's the long and short of it. Yep. Well, Peter. Great show tonight. Um, thanks for joining us. I'm going to go ahead and get into the outro. So Peter with Princesses and the Mouse Disney Travel joined us tonight. Uh, we talked about the Tron seat fit issues and uh, had a top three about character meals. Probably watching us on the YouTube channel, Disney Planning Insights Podcast, and our Instagram page is going to be at Princesses and the Mouse. Find us, like us, share us, do everything you can to support us. Thank you.
Thank you, everybody, for watching, listening, liking, sharing, everything that you do for the podcast. Um, we will be back with you again next week on Valentine's Day. Have a good week. Bye now.